0: Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast with me, your host, Chris Target. This podcast is for mortgage brokers and estate agents who are looking to grow their online presence through social media. I'll share tips, best practices and useful tools that will help you save time and ultimately expand your business. Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast. My guest today is one that's become a household name over the last two years. And he's had two huge transitions over the last few years. The first one, he went from being a mortgage broker at the start of the pandemic and transformed into a brand and podcast coach. The other transition was much more interesting where he went from having a full top knot to a clean shaven head (laughs) overnight. So if you follow Ash for a while, you probably have been shocked, like one day rocked up on one of his Instagram stories and on a bold, like when I'm talking bold proper bald head so that was another massive uh, massive transition that he had so before we get into the hairstyles we'll talk about ash he specializes in helping financial professionals get more leads i can just see ash just laughing in the background and if you if you're going to be watching this on youtube you'll see him we'll get into who he helped in the past with his training because he's got a massive amazing track record if you mention some of his names the people that he's looked after you'll know them straight away I will also talk about how he's working on his YouTube channel on how to help people grow their podcasts. So Ash is a fountain of knowledge when it comes to anything social. And I know he's just going to give so many hints and tips on here. So without further ado, Ash, I welcome you to the podcast. No top knot. You kill me. That was brilliant.
1: I was not expecting that. I was thinking, what two transitions? I've had so many in my life. That's brilliant. Yeah, man. Before we start, (laughs) when did you do it and why did you do it? Um, I have a really, I like so the, the top knot. There's a funny story. With it, so quickly with it, this, the top knot thing was I used to be a performing arts guy and I used to have long hair. So like, I was a professional actor and stuff back in the day. And so I've always had long hair, but then obviously become a broker, have the normal haircut. And I was like, when lockdown happened, I said to my wife, I've, I've always wanted to have this like uh-huh. Viking shaved top knot thing. So we full on, grew it you know and i and i was just i was just like this is just going to be a lockdown thing it's only as we all thought only a couple of months and it will be gone you know and then um and then it, it you know it just it, as my as my brand started to take off and i started getting known as that guy and i was on gary Das's show and he's like oh ash the guy with, with this crazy hair and and i was like i remember saying to my wife i was like is this the hill i want to die on do i really want to be <laughs> the top knot guy and um you know so then i was like well what do i do and i like harsh haircuts and my son had just been born he was pulling my hair all the time so i literally i was just one day because my wife likes long hair i just came home and i just got the clippers i would shave the sides with and just went woof and took it all off (laughs) and i love it man like i love it um from a like somebody who is dedicated shows you how obsessed i am with content Mm-hmm. Is that for me? I, as soon as I did it, and then I proper like razor and everything, yeah, you did, yeah. And I, and like, I, I'm I love like hardcore going like full bald with a beard. And, um, for me, I was like, this is amazing because if I, I wear the same tops, as in, like, I've got like 20 of the same t shirt, two of the yeah. same shirt, I was like, no one can ever know when I shot these videos, That's no one will ever know, there. you know. So, I can. I like batch. I'm like batched like months in advance, (laughs) and you'd never know because I wear the same things. I look the same. I act like so. I was hooked then. But the only thing is, is that I didn't factor in the sun,
0: (laughs) getting burned. He's now got (laughs) hats in his repertoire in the the wardrobe. So
1: that's kind of how it happened. But it was a very big shock. My parents hate it. My mum hates it because this because everyone thinks that I've chosen to go. uh, Sorry, that I'm going ball, but I'm not.
0: I have to chosen it.
1: to do it. I
0: love that we've been on this podcast for about five minutes now. We haven't talked anything social, anything mortgages, just right. about Ash's hair, because that is what everybody wanted to talk. I just Everyone's- remember you coming on with it going, oh, my God, is this Photoshop? Like, is this, is he very, is he that good at video editing that he's managed to edit out his top knot?" No one has ever asked, as in like, it's the question that people want to ask and no one dares ask. So well, I'm so glad
1: that you did it. This is a first.
0: <laughs> the, the, the podcast episode of this one is going to be losing the top knot with Ash Ball,
1: <laughs>
0: I love it. <laughs> Ash, I think most people know who you are, but just give us a little 60 second insight into your background.
1: Of course. Yeah. So I am, and I'll be real brief with it. Don't want to give you my life story and all my pains and sadness because no one cares. Um, I am a, I was a, mortgage, well, I was a, a, a professional performing artist, singer, dan- actor, dancer. Decided, you know, when I left that career quite young, um, I was professional for a very young age. Got into, decided I didn't want to do that. Got into estate agency. Loved it. Didn't, couldn't work out though why, when I was an estate agent and then I became a mortgage broker, why I was good at it. And the reason why I was good at it was because my performing arts background had taught me how to present myself to to deal with branding, personal branding, so to speak. Um, Started to do videos to generate leads, and this was back in 2017. This was where, and I was a little bit late as well still, because I'd followed a lot of fitness people, a lot of um, like people in that kind of social marketing, kind of influence marketing space. My, me and my wife kept saying you know you, we, you need to do this so I, I was probably was thinking about two years before but I was scared like everybody else you know yeah. I was like I don't know if people are gonna like it um started making videos was really good it was really good fun I really enjoyed it and um gener- started generating leads from it. it took a while and I'm sure we'll dive into the, that type of stuff as we go through but it took a while then um when the pandemic hit I didn't really know what to do and i was like to be really honest with you and i haven't opened this on on a show before when the pandemic hit i'm dyslexic and i was like can i really deal with the the criteria changes the way they're changing how they're changing that was the motivation behind doing what i did and i was like and and my wife was pregnant and i thought i don't think i can do this i don't think i can run this business and be on top of this stuff as well as i could and i was like and every day people are messaging me asking me about how to get better on video. And so I just kind of, you know, leaned into my, what they call it, leaned into your brilliance, you know, I leaned into my skill and went, I'm going to try this. And um, it just took off like, like very similar story to you. I think Chris, as we know, it mates. It's, I thought no one would, I just thought if I make 500 quid doing this, I'm going to, you know, I'll be happy. Like, and it just went Boom. And it just, just took off. And from there, as you know, I've worked with lots of people and um, you know, people like Carla Edwards, Craig Skelton, um, Anish Patel I've worked with, I've built, you know, easily hundreds of thousands of revenue for these clients and, and all of it. I I mean, most people wouldn't know who I've worked with Mm -hmm. because I'm quite humble with it. I don't really like to share it because I believe it's them that's done it. It's not just me. Um, I help them, you know, but they're the people who are executing. But, um, yeah it's been a crazy crazy journey and that's me for broker we don't want to go too much into the non-broker stuff because there's other things as well keep it niche specific for you guys but that's how i ended up in um where i am now
0: and it's interesting i want to talk about the people that you've dropped a few names there so carla Edwards has just landed oh. a deal with aviva she's yes. been doing some videos with them i mean if you said to carla Edwards two and a half years ago in two years, you will be on a Viva social media page. He's talking about protection. And I haven't spoken to Carla Edwards. I need to get on this podcast. Actually. I'll get her on for you. Yeah. Um, one person I have I've spoken to Craig Skelton in the past, mm-hmm. but one person I spoke to at Anish, and I haven't spoken to you about this because I just thought it was phenomenal and shows the open mindedness to you, but also your expertise in this area. At Anish, uh, we're speaking on the podcast that will be released soon he was talking about when you started working together, you were saying, right, this is the setup. We need to be sat there, you need to be talking to the camera. This is the best way to do it. Then after a couple of months, Anish turned around to you and said, look, Ash, it's just not working for me. And you turned around and had the balls after you've put yourself out there and said, this is how you do it. You had the balls to go, do you know what? Scrap that, let's start again. Let's be raw, let's be you how much that that must that takes a lot of self-awareness for you just to turn around and say right disregard everything i've just said for the last three months and let's start again really, yeah i just thought it was incredible i said to Anish, i never knew that was how it started that's what how makes i you realize i suppose you you really want your clients to win that much don't you
1: yeah so that love i love that and um that you say that that's a great story yeah i <clears throat> to understand me you have to understand me in order to understand that way of thinking so I am like zero money. I'm not motivated by money mm. whatsoever. I'm a creative guy. Like the, what, what goes in my head is these ideas. I'm actually very gifted and it sounds really silly. This is my a gift I have is this, you give me an idea and I can run with a million different ways on how it could work. So for me, when you if you and and it's like poor old Thomas Honor, I had a drink with him once, and we went out for a night out thing, and he was he was like, "What do you think of this?" And by the end of it, I think he was like, "Please just shut up," because there was so many ideas. I I owe it to my client to the idea, not even to my client. I owe it to the idea to to make it see light. It has to be if I. It's not my ego can't stop that from coming to fruition. So when I see to, when I speak to people, it's like it, it's actually upsetting for me when it doesn't work. There's nothing sadder than seeing a client, you know, and and this is where ability versus you know like like where where the idea might be. So with a niche, what are, what we originally we we go at the idea the the goal the end goal is always the same, but the destination is going to be different. And for me, and this has been a big learning curve, was. I'm good at lots of things, but I'm terrible at lots of other things. And Anish's things that he's good at and terrible at will be different to mine. Mm. And so I can edit videos till I'm like, like you, Chris, can sit and make, you know, content till you're blue in the face. But there are most people who work with you. They pay you because they can't. Mm. And so with, I was, that was a real, like, and I noticed that with all of them. I did the, do the same with Carla, all my favorite, my favorite. They're all wonderful. The best ones are ones that I started to realize I need to get out of the way and I need to let them tr- like yeah. them carve their path and I can then guide them through like content principles and behavioral principles and how you can say, okay, that's not, you might like that, but we need to maybe tweak that a little bit, but keep it raw in what you're doing. And um, yeah, there wasn't, e- it was hugely ego orientated at the beginning, but um, you've got to, if you want to be successful, really successful at this, Carla getting those deals and stuff, you have to let them be them. And if they're not going to be them, then um, they just become carbon copies of yourself. But that was hard pill to swallow because at the beginning you do feel like it is, you know, you do feel like they're my work, but they're not my work, it's their work. Yes. So,
0: yeah, and It's. I think we can take that onto a broader scale where you're telling people to be themselves on video. I think we just say that on social, be yourself on social. You might, and I know you're a big advocate of video, But you don't have to be on video. You don't have to write long-form content. You don't have to, do you know what I mean, Um, do podcasts. You do whatever's comfortable for you. And I think that was a big thing. A lot of people at the beginning of the pandemic thought, you've got to be on video, you've got to be on video. Whereas you took a different point and went, if you want to be on video, I'll teach you how to do it. You can't teach somebody that doesn't want to do video because they don't feel that that's their medium that they can connect with their clients, is it?
1: I don't think that you. I don't think video is the be all and end all, you
0: need to <clears> at mix all. Everything, don't you? Yeah. No,
1: well, I think you need to. And and again, I would have been. Maybe I would have been a bit different two years ago, three years ago, but too much Gary Vee in my brain, I think maybe. But like, <laughs> um, I, I, I video is not video is not the answer to any of you guys listening out there. The answer to your leads problem, it's not. The answer to your leads problem is the quickest, the most organic and real way that your audience can connect with you. That is the answer. And a lot of the times that might, that oftentimes is not video Mm -hmm. because if, because the problem that I see with brokers make with video is that they, they massively mistake. They think that video is going to solve the problem and then they make a rubbish video. That doesn't hit any of the emotional cues that are needed videos a lot harder we've got to, it's like making a symphony you've got to make sure that if you're going to do it you've got to either keep you've got to keep it very short mm-hmm. because you're not skilled enough to do long, everything long. that's what it, that's why it's short that's why we keep it short because people go oh you know i want to do a three video three minute videos are hard to do they're very hard to execute because you've got to keep them interested and keep it relevant for a long period of time so if you are adamant to do a video, yeah, do video for for 15 seconds. But I actually do think a lot of the time, sometimes if you're, the reason I do video is because I'm dyslexic. I can't
0: write. So, so that's a why I do it. Point. This is exactly why you do video, but there might be somebody out there that enjoys writing long form content. Right. Like, right, right,
1: right. Because writing actually will have such a better impact. Return, like if you have a blog on your website and you're good at writing, the return on investment over a long period of time is insane way better not way better than video but
0: well yeah probably i'd say it probably is and then it would attract an audience that the mortgage broker has been true to themselves to try and attract
1: 100
0: that's
1: I, I agree with that that's why i would say with the niche niches one was just be raw mm-hmm. and and yeah. you know insert beep here but i said just make rub it like it content you know rubbish content okay um and that was the goal i said it needs to look like it looks rubbish it needs to look like you have picked up your phone and yeah. just spoken to it and that you don't know what you're saying and you kind of it because that's what
0: you are it's almost endearing to, yeah. to to that person isn't it
1: yeah absolutely and i think it's the same with everything i think that's the same with with social with pictures with written with stories with podcasts Think the problem what I think a lot of brokers do, and it's the same with everybody, but brokers are because it's the world we're in and it's the ones that I see the most, they're all thinking that it's the the solution and it's not the the, the the thing is not the solution. The solution is connecting with your audience. And yeah. so the amount of people I meet, well, I need to be on YouTube now, I need to be on podcasting now, I need to do that. No, you don't, no, you don't. You need to do one thing very, very well. And you do that one, the best way to do something very well is to find something you fall into a flow state with, which means you enjoy. Or, and I say this a lot, and this is something you would do, like what me and you do, either you do something very, very well, or you pay someone to do it very well. Mm-hmm. The reason why I say pay someone to do it very well is paying someone no money to do a rubbish job is worse than not paying anyone to do nothing. If you point. want to do it, pay someone, but pay them properly. Because if you won't get the result you want, that's been something that's been a pet hate of mine is I've gone off to people and gone, go and outsource. And then they'll outsource it. They come back and I'm like, that's not a very good idea. (laughs) So I think you've got to make sure everything you put out there is, is representing you. Does it represent you in the best way?
0: And that that's the kind of content that we create a post that I might create for one mortgage company is going to be very different to another mortgage company because they want to deliver different messages. And that's where you need to, I like the way that you say that. Think about connecting with your audience is the overarching goal. How do you then do that? Is it social media Social media posts? Is it videos? Is it long form content? Is it creating a podcast? The first thing is all about connecting with the audience. And on that subject, what would you say is the most effective channel out there? And this isn't obviously a right or right answer. But yeah, yeah. What do you personally feel is the most effective channel out there at the minute?
1: the most effective channel. Oh gosh, it's a good one. I have a, my, I have a reason I know exactly it's, for me, it's YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, as in, I think for brokers, it should be YouTube as, a, and then, like you say, not to backtrack on what we've just said again, overarching. If you, if, if you're a video person, then YouTube is the place. <laughs> and there's a reason why I, you know, my old podcast that no longer exists now, but I interviewed tons of content creators around the world who are like top level, top, 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 top level. And, um, one common trait kept appearing was these people who we see who have what we what we all want which is this inbound leads on tap Mm -hmm. this idea that they could go away for three weeks four weeks five weeks and the leads still keep coming in and i'm not talking about brokers there are brokers out there like alex curry does that but these people were like they truly had passive lead gen and um there were only YouTubers. There was no one else. There was nobody else. Social media is a hungry beast. You've got to feed it. And if you don't feed it, and if you're not sat there, you know, engaging every night, if you're not sat there, like actually making that content, but finding new ideas, constantly feeding it, the what they call the decay rate. So how long that post is actually relevant for is very, very short. Mm. Even on those good channels, like say LinkedIn, where they, you know, the reason why LinkedIn's decay rate is quite long is because it's a rubbish channel in comparison to everything else. Because it's not as much content. Yeah, it's not like good social channels have very fast decay rates. Mm-hmm. So that there's a sign of how active it is. That's why. But with YouTube, it's it's not a social platform technically. I mean, it kind of is, and they want to get into that space but it is a search engine. Hmm. So with brokers, you know, we, we've done, I've done research, countless research with different firms on this, what I've worked with, where if you target specific searches and you do it for like 18 months, that's the bit that people don't like. You do it for 18 months, you will, you will, well, you do it forever, but you give it 18 months of no reward. You will generate, but like if you know how to target it, you will generate enough, enough leads to cover your business.
0: So when you're creating content, I'm going to, t- there's two different questions here, really, because yeah, you and I are big on brand. Let's talk personal brand versus your brand as a colour, as a recognisable brand. Yeah. So how important are either of those? And you can't say one's more important than the other, I believe. But how important is it to have a recognisable brand on social or on YouTube?
1: Recognisable brand. It's really weird. That one. That's a good question. I love this because you're into the whole color black brand, which I love. And I actually think it's more, more important than personal brand personally. Um, I think that, again, the thing with YouTube to do as brokers is remove, and I've not said this on an interview. So this is like the first time I've done it outside of but not in the broker world. If you want to succeed on youtube stop trying to make it an advert for your business and instead try and help them so your branding is not actually as important as you think because with youtube it's more about what they call like just in time learning you're trying to you know i can i get a mortgage and i've been bankrupt i don't know this guy's telling me i can. can i've taken a grant out can i get it i don't know you know i haven't paid my tax can i get it like that's what they want to know mm-hmm. so they're not looking at that point going gosh that orange and blue, that's a pretty good look color. Form, yeah. That's not what they're doing. So what with YouTube, it's all about, don't put your logos. Don't say, hi, it's Ash Balland here from, so don't put any of that. Front load, give it all. If you help them with a the problem, chances are, and this is the thing with YouTube, the way to do it with that, with your color, your personal brand and your color brand, those things connect once they get into what they call, this is getting very deep. So I like what they call session time. So what they would then do is someone who's got a problem, like let's say someone's been bankrupt mm-hmm. just because I've been doing some videos on that recently. So I know that type of research. Someone who's, can I get a mortgage if I'm bankrupt? They're probably going to be searching multiple terms around that as well. So they're not just searching one video and they're going to find the answer. They're probably going to search, can I get a mortgage with bankruptcy? Can I get a mortgage now that I'm discharged with bankruptcy? Can I get a mortgage 12 months being discharged? of So those three videos, they're three different topics. And they mm-hmm. might sound the same, but they're three different that's when color brand personal brand marketing brand that's when that stuff starts to play in because what people start going is well, wait a minute let's say if it's you chris it's a hypothetical we're still we're still in the industry mm-hmm. um but it would be like okay this guy seems to know a lot about this mm-hmm. that's where it becomes powerful and it's session time it's about multiple videos at once or multiple videos over a space of a period of a period of a long time now that's where the YouTube strategy, that's why 18 months is the thing, is that as you start to effectively claim these titles for yourself, these, these, these search terms, and you start to claim more of them, people can start to connect the dots. Wait a minute, that blue and orange thumbnail, that always appears when I, when I search for, for content around this that's where it's really powerful but when you start to and this is where brokers go very wrong and not just brokers everyone but brokers in this snow they, they they think that it needs to be their logo and their this and abc mortgage brokers i'm when i'm looking i don't want that i need it served up to me straight away the answer to the problem
0: so they're um drip feed, they're drip feeding the brand over the, the course yeah of the and, and you the- build
1: loyal loyal followers over the that's why 18 months is important because over that you'll build Real loyal, mm. loyal kind of clients,
0: and for people that don't use YouTube at the moment, this can be done with your social media content, with your blog. Save like with Instagram videos. If you release a video about I've been can I get a mortgage from bankrupt, then you do a video can I get a mortgage after twelve months of bankruptcy. Even though they're not searching for you on YouTube, if on Instagram they've seen those three videos, you almost then present yourself as a thought leader, don't you? And then Facebook. Look-
1: Facebook, for example, videos, I upload my videos everywhere now because Facebook uploads videos. As in like, if you search stuff on Google, videos yep. on Facebook do, cut, do appear. They do appear and, and they of, do appear on LinkedIn.
0: There's talk of them um, starting to optimize Instagram videos as well.
1: Yeah, doesn't shock me at all. And I think that's where like, I think all of that stuff the, stuff, the thing that YouTube does, which is amazing compared to the others, YouTube, you have to do the best practices to be successful. Mm-hmm. But this stuff that I'm talking about here, you don't, I'm not. You don't need to go on YouTube if you don't want to, but you should apply it to everything else because it's exactly the same principle. You shouldn't have, you know, like so. Say for example, a video or anything. It's not even videos. It's anything. But if an image lands on my on my feed, the logo, say, social for brokers. The logo of social for brokers is not important. The content is important. This was something that was taught to me by an incredibly an amazing guy, content creator, which was like a real ego check for me. He was like. Who are you making it for? And I was like, oh, and, and, and it was, it was really hard. I went back through my videos and, and my posts, and I was like, wow, I get what he means. Because yeah. it is, it was like, you've got to put the person, I mean, in my podcast world, let's say put the listener first, mm-hmm. put the person first, serve their problem they'll know. He was like, you don't need to introduce. I love it. Hi, it's Ash Balland here. I know it's Ash Balland. You posted the bloody video. Yeah. I know who it is. If it's coming from your business account, you don't need to also have the logo on there because the logo is in the icon. So it's all this weird stuff that, you know, the best practices are fast, get to the point, serve their problem.
0: That's what's because social, I always say to people, we're not going on social media to read loads of text. We just, we're trying to escape reality. We want quick, sharp information done, move on to the next thing. And I always talk about this on socials, that like YouTube videos, you probably have this a lot. People will watch your YouTube video, but 90% of them won't like or comment on it. The same as a social media post. And I think we get, me included, I'll upload a video and go, how many likes have I got? And I sometimes to back (laughs) and go, actually, no, that's not what it's about. It's about adding value on social." So we've spoke about where you are at the minute with YouTube and you're doing, and you're really pushing, if anybody is going to be setting up a podcast, mm. obviously definitely get in touch with Ash, but I think it'd be it'd be better if we spoke about kind of social on this like,
1: one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm happy not talking you... about podcasts.
0: <laughs> where do you see social going? We've spoke about YouTube and that's turning into a search engine, but how do you see TikTok going? Are there any, any platforms out there that you're thinking are going to be the next big thing?
1: Yeah, I actually think Instagram is going to be the next big thing. I oh, really, wow. I think
0: Instagram is going to. I think Instagram
1: is going to win. I really do. I really do. Um, TikTok has. I think TikTok's come. It's changed the game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I am really funny with TikTok. I don't think TikTok has the legs to to last this out from a business perspective, from a utility. Right, okay. Um, I hear a lot of, it is one of those when I get on consulting calls and people are like, I'm going to do TikTok for my business as a mortgage broker, and I just don't think it's a good idea. And that being said, I've interviewed some incredible brokers who do amazingly well on it. I've done strategies for clients who do really well on it. But that was, the world of TikTok is like, what happens in TikTok in a year, it's like dog years, you know? Like, it literally is like, a year in TikTok is like seven years for something else. It's so fast. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think it's a smart investment. And I don't think it puts your brand in the right way, personally, with TikTok. I think if you're dancing around pointing, and it sounds really silly, but from longevity perspective,
0: yeah. I
1: don't think it, I think if you ride trends, you're going to get caught out. And I don't think it's a good idea. So I do think that, but I think Instagram will win. Because mm-hmm. I think that what Instagram will do, just my own personal opinion, is I think Instagram is a bit too early with IGTV. And if they've released IGTV now, which they've kind of rebranded it as Instagram video, I think they would have they taken the cake because they vertical video 100% is, is, is the way forward. And I think that Instagram is so perfectly placed to be the king of that that um, I don't think anyone even stands a chance, near them, personally. And I think, as and, and it used to be like two years ago when Broker said to me, I'm going to use Instagram as a way to generate leads. I would literally say, don't waste your time. You can't that. do tag. You can't, you know... If you do a hashtag mortgage, then what's going to happen is you're going to get a mortgage in every country. And mm-hmm. it's just a mess. Whereas now with the introduction of reels, with the introduction of, of actual long form video, I think I, if I was a broker now, I'd be all in on, on, on Instagram. And I'd still be on Facebook. I still think Facebook has, I just don't think brokers can afford to not be on Facebook.
0: If you, yeah, I think that's a very good way of putting it. If you're not, I love what you said earlier is social media, you need to feed the beast. It's so hungry. You have to be on Facebook consistently uploading every week, because if you don't, you're soon enough to chop right down the algorithm. And you push down, push down beneath your competitors. And what Facebook does now is when somebody searches or looks at your business, there'll be three recommendations beneath. There's three other businesses in your area like this. You need to be that number one especially on Facebook, and you will not do that by posting once a week, unfortunately.
1: I I do think Facebook, sorry, I I do think Facebook is, like, I hear people, with all due respect, people who say this, they don't know what they're talking about when they're like, Facebook's dead. TikTok is the place to be. YouTube's dead, no, no. Facebook is here. Like, Hmm. it's not going anywhere. It is your digital passport, and I think it should be your number, as a broker, it should be your number one focus for short-term business generation. Yep with i would have the short term and long term youtube should be long term or a blog or something like that it's going to generate leads and short term should be facebook with instagram having a bit of a play but like 100 facebook is the place yeah. to be
0: especially with the business that you're at it's where everyone is service-led businesses are always best for facebook i say product, product-led businesses instagram it's yeah. interesting what you say about tiktok because i started it everyone started it during lockdown started watching it sorry i didn't start it i consume loads of da- uh, loads of say dances loads of content and it was people dancing whereas now i see it's more informative and i learn so much about new tips and tricks on instagram Mm. facebook but i can see what you mean the stuff that i'm uploading that's informative doesn't get the same reach as i did a time lapse of me driving to work are those people going to become consumers or are people just jumping on it because it's the new thing i would agree with you instagram is one of the best platforms. I love it. I love interacting with people. It's become a lot more community-led Yes, it was this time 12 months ago.
1: I find the whole aspect of it, like I get annoyed with YouTube because I wish they would do more like, it's like Instagram as a platform is by far the nicest experience to use, to document, to put stories, to tag your friends, to chat with everybody I talk to, who's my creative friends, like yourself, it's all through Instagram. Like everything is, it's my WhatsApp really. But I do think, I do think um, that, like as you said about like TikTok and that kind of reels content and stuff like that, the only issue that you have is people when it, it seems like you get eyeballs on it. But the issue, and I watched this great video from a guy called Harris Heller from Alpha Gaming, who's like a big YouTube YouTube guy, and he was like, "Don't." He was talking about YouTube Shorts, but it's the same thing. And he hmm. said, "Don't confuse this. Like a view on that is not the same as a view on, say, like your Instagram or on your like when they properly see it." He was like that there's the algorithm is serving these people, that content. So they're not actively looking for you. Mm-hmm. They, and, and that means that the chance of them converting is exceptionally low. Mm-hmm. You need, you need to get much higher. Whereas if you, for example, say we go back to like YouTube of that thing of someone searched, can I get a mortgage with this? Only people who are searching, can I get a mortgage with a CCJ? Are watching that video. Yeah. So you might only have eight views on it, but that means eight people who actually have that problem watching it. But this is the issue where we're comparing apples to oranges. This is the problem with the state of social media right now mm. is, I mean, even like the podcast type of thing, 10 downloads and puts you in the top, like, you know, 27 downloads puts you in the top 50% of the world. If you get 27 downloads per episode, that puts you in the top 50% of the world. But, we're, but when we're in a world where TikTok, well, if you don't get a million v- views on a post, then you're not, you're not even making it. It's really hard. And yeah, I think I'll that's appreciate- one thing your listeners need to understand is, it's not apples to apples and actually, you know, maybe don't go that way. Stick to your, you know, your post, as you said, the amount of people that view it and interact, it's not always the right, you know, they don't generate the business. So you've got to be careful of that. And it's something that people don't know about. And then no one likes to talk about it because the big TikTok gurus, some of which are very close friends of mine, that's how they make their money. So they're going to say, mm. this is the best platform ever. I think it will disappear. I just really do. I think that thing, I think stick to value adding content service-led businesses, you'll, you'll do fine.
0: Talking about that, it's interesting you spoke about YouTube, people searching, interacting. How much do you spend – how much time do you spend on social a I'm not talking about YouTube. I'm talking Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok.
1: Too much. No. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, from a business point of view, not so much from like a personal consumption, mm-hmm. But which I find it hard to differentiate the two because I only literally study stuff all the time. Yeah. But um, my from a business point of view – Minimum of an hour a day. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was really going at it, in, in um, I call it my power hour. But when I, but when I was really going at it during like lockdown and really wanted to pursue like growth in the business, I was actually doing two. I would sit down and do two hours every morning, um, and that that include what that is is that was actually like engaging with key demographic people in on a, one platform. So I would choose I'd, I'd have one platform. Time it was LinkedIn, and I would literally just engage with like it'd be like fifty people a day mm-hmm. um, within different hashtags and within my network, and they were targeted and they all had it was a list and I, it was a strategy. It was very much curated. Funny, I used to call it my DDR, my well, that was the power hour, but I would call it my DDR, which is my digital digital daily ritual, and um
0: two hours every day. Two
1: hours every day, and. Uh, it catapulted my business into the strat- stratospheric level with with
0: within weeks you know what and i mean was, like i just want to get across to the audience this was so if we take it an hour an hour on social media a day you do it at the minute this is on top of creating content for social yes, media. on top business. of creating yeah. this is not and we're talking about engaging engagement yeah this, so, is, so this so is a couple of things it's,
1: engagement is one so engagement is the most important thing in a world what goes right back to the put the listener first In a Mm -hmm. world where everyone's going to look at me, look at me, look at me, if you are just throwing out your content, hoping everyone's looking at you, then you are not going and looking at other people's content. Great point. How dare you have the audacity to act like, you are? no one's giving me views. Well, of course they're not, because you're not doing it to them. The world goes round in a circle like reciprocity. The wonderful thing as well is, how do you feel when someone says, I love this video? This was really, really good. You feel amazing. So when you say that, you are reinforcing more and more people. So you should be doing that. You should pay that forward. Plus, from an algorithm point of view, the more you engage with these people, the more the algorithm starts to think, this person, these have what they call a relationship. It's not a relationship probably, but they call it a relationship, which means that there's higher chance of your content, might be 5% of your content gets shown to your audience. But then that might move up to six, to seven. These percentages, they stack up. And so... If you don't, and it's funny, when I do the, that DDI, that one hour, that power hour, there's an, an actual measurable, and I'm talking like a 25% increase, probably even more. Like if I don't have anybody in my diary and I'm like, oh, it's a bit quiet and it's been quiet for a couple of months, if I do the, that two hour, like proper two hour, but if I, because I do it every now and then, but sometimes I fall off the wagon, like we all yeah. do. If I start it, if I've stopped and I start again within weeks, like not even weeks, like days, as in like 10 days, and I was coming in and go to my wife, gosh, I'm full up. She said, have you been doing that DDR again? Yeah. I have. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> Every time you have sounds to like, engage. like
0: you need some cream for that, mate. If you. DDR. Yeah, exactly. Got, <laughs> got of the DDR.
1: <laughs> but it hundred percent works. And the reason why it works is because, because like I said, you've got to engage yeah. and you should be engaging with, you should know your core demographic, do some research on hashtags, research on um, groups, you know, as a broker, like to give it contextual relevancy, the best way to do it as a broker, I think, would be, um, I would be using Facebook, but think of your Facebook as the old school Rolodex. This is what people don't, they don't use it right. Use your Facebook as business only. Mm-hmm. Personal profile, business only. Remove your kids, remove the family, remove the friends, or set up a new one, get rid of the old one, whatever you want to do, but use it like a Rolodex. Say to your clients, do you mind if I add you? What I do is I add my clients on Facebook so I can see what's going on and they can contact me. It's the easiest way. Great. Well, why is that good? Because every time your DDR will be very easy and your power hour because every day
0: your client? Facebook
1: tells you where you Facebook tells you it's their birthday, they've got a new dog, they've had a new kid, they've had, you are in their life. Mm-hmm. You're there, right. you're engaging with them, and then your posts, the post that you're doing with Chris, for example, they can go on your business, but they can also go on your personal. Put them on your personal. Put them once a week. You, if you build a pure, it's it's about nurturing your and like nurturing and pruning your friends list. If you've got, and I say this all the time, I did it on Facebook on Instagram. I don't follow any of my family on Instagram. Yeah, this it's is a where we're all generation
0: tool isn't it?
1: It's a lead generation tool exactly. Yeah. You just want to. It literally should be. If you've got a good Facebook, it should only literally be. I wake up in the morning. This with that that DDR power. Very easy. Sit on the sofa every
0: post that's served to you is going to be business related. Yeah. Done. Great point. I've never thought about it like that. That's, that's a great tip to, because I say to people, you've got to be careful as to not run your personal page as a business page, because Facebook can shut them down because they want you to run a business page. But yeah. what Ash is saying is your personal page, just have it with business clients. Yes. Yes, you can have a separate one. And I know, I'll tell you who's very good at this, is Kim McGinley at Vibe Finance. Okay, yeah. Say she does it. She's got a business. Because I came across a person all the other day, and I was like, oh, I didn't realise that was a business. And I thought, yeah kim's all over that and then you've got a business page on top Split of that
1: them, yeah so you yeah. Do, you're spot on yeah you don't want to don't do your business profile through it you're exactly right and they don't want to shut it down but make it that that's their human contact point
0: for you that's your role of it and
1: don't have family on there you know i'm i don't use social for personal use yeah. i don't know why you would need to so personally when i have people sit down with me and they go oh i just like my personal instagram i'm like think about that that's like a drug addict i just really like to take it just get rid of it and use it for business use and if you use it for business use you'll have all the things that you want all the stuff that you come to me and chris and people go oh i just want these leads if you nurtured that for a six month period imagine if you do that as your your client you would know as soon as their kids are born congratulations on the thing just so you know check the file and you're not covered for upgraded you haven't you didn't take upgraded aviva children cover so that's a bit of a concern for me. Do you want to speak about that? Because now that little Johnny's been born, that could be a, that could be a problem.
0: Boom. Right, real problems. That's. I think you're getting into our strategy question because there's loads in there I'm that I, I think is going to be in there. But no, no, no. Please don't apologise for that. That's a great one. You see a photo of a baby, you get in touch with them. We need to make sure your life insurance is up to date. They're, as you said, they're bringing that information to you. It's in yeah. feed. You haven't had to phone them. You haven't had to arrange an appointment. You've seen that they've got another child, or the family. And had- you look, you look like you're. This is the thing: is as long as you're doing it as a,
1: re, you're doing it genuinely. You're, yeah. and you're getting involved with them that's great and you are saying oh I love the extension that looks so cool have done an extension do you need to remortgage
0: yeah Do you
1: need like all of these things but, but you don't do it publicly but these are these things that as you start to get to know them you get to know your clients on face value referrals will pour it everything will pour in
0: love it Right, let's get on to the strategy question because I'm aware that we uh, we've had a real good chat now. I think we've been on for about 40 minutes and there's so much <laughs> in here. It's awesome. But let's finish off with a strategy question. So we're going to pretend that you've moved to the north of Scotland, you've got a laptop, a mobile phone, and an internet connection. What would you do to start your mortgage business? And a bit of a disclaimer: this question was taken. I, I kind of repurposed this question off John Lee dumas Entrepreneur on Fire. And Ash was saying that he's actually met on um, there, uh, John Lee Dumas. So if he listens to this, which it would be unreal if he did, that's where I got the inspiration from. But what would you do to start generating mortgage leads, Ash? Um, the
1: first thing I would do is I would, if so if I moved there, the first thing I'd do is look at the local area in regards to social. So I'd go on Facebook, I'd see what is the local community, what is the local, um, if, so it would depend on a niche. So the first, if I'm doing this as a local broker, I want to generate leads in this new area that I've gone to, family, that, that type of thing. Um, I would make myself a fabric, a part of that fabric of that community as quick as I possibly could. That's really the first thing I would do via digital means. So getting into the local community groups, going to local networking events, I've already got internet connection. Mm. And then I would start to do what I've said, start to kind of get chatting with these people and drip feed in what I do. Mm-hmm. but but it's very important that you need to create a community you need to connect with people you you guys as brokers you do business because we are you doing business because you are um people refer you yes. so just publishing out that you do mortgages is a waste of time if you're in a new area the first thing you need to do is meet people and get to know people mm-hmm. um, and i don't think there's networking events so to speak but the four ends i went to all of those and the bnis i don't think they're very good because I think they're too isolated. You need to get into the fabric of the community, get in the groups, answer the questions, say that you're new, how are you doing? Like, just make it very public. If this goes against what most people hear, they're like, oh, well, why would I do that? Well, because then people, everyone wants to know who the new guy is. Everyone wants to know what's going on. And once you're in, then I would start to then go, okay, well, do you know, like I've done mortgages, start add them in, start to talk, then start to feed the content in while you're doing that. So you start feeding a little bit of, some good news stories from previous places where I've worked. Mm -hmm. All of that. You've got to slowly build it in. That's what I would do. And while I was doing that, I would spend time writing or writing a blog or doing a video um, on YouTube to grow the brand. So that in six months, sorry, in a a year's time, I would have a lead gen here dealing with clients outside of my, outside of my local area around Mm -hmm. a specific niche. And then I would have a local niche that would, that is word of mouth. Very minimal social needed other than what we're doing with the DDR type stuff. Those two things then protect my business from, which is like, if we talked about um, what went on with, like, say, with COVID, this protects your business from different areas. If one goes down, you have another lead source. Don't niche into one area, niche into two. Have a local, and I think every broker should local niche and then have a separate niche. And so that's what I would do. It's quite over the top. Oh. Most,
0: yeah. No, but I, I love, I've never had anybody say, and this is why I love this question because so many people come up with different answers and people might have, I love the way that you've spoke about the two niches, because you can do one UK wide and one na- uh, local. What's interesting is Ash is massive when it comes to social in terms of promoting his business, but just listen how much he didn't speak about social Then It was it's think all it's not, important. Social's a tool to help. It's not the answer, unfortunately. So it's all about building relationship and if I could put one post out and kind of like get 20 leads off it, I would, but unfortunately it doesn't work like that. I've had to nurture relationships with people to be able to put a post out and get the leads back. That's what the most successful businesses do I found in the mortgage world.
1: It's what, you, it's what you do. It's what me and you are both saying before. It's like about ourselves. You get places, and this goes back to like my semi-performing art says, I realise that you get places if people recognize you for a certain thing mm-hmm. and um you only get that by by eyeballs on you or bums on seats or there's no way this is the issue i find with a lot of businesses brokers fall into this category because it's bad advice i think don't be humble and and learn that if you're a brand new and you are coming on or straight to a new area you are not the big fish in that pond mm. you have to go and start from the ground up again but it's quicker when you know when you do it that way like if i going okay, I know I've got to do it. So I'm going to try and get seen by as many people as possible. I think that is the biggest thing I see a lot of people is they, put, they want to find the lead source that's going to make them jump to the big business. And the problem is someone might look at you, Chris, and go, gosh, I'd love to be able to do what you do. Well, yeah, but it took you years to get to where you are. Yeah, And that's the issue. I think the, 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 the social media is not the answer to anyone's problems. And in fact, if I'm very honest with you who are listening to this, if you don't do it right, it is the cause of a lot more problems than you would probably, like, mm. don't be on it if you're not going to do it right. I really do think that. Someone said to me about YouTube before as well, a friend of mine who's, who worked on, like, um, the Top Gear channel and things like that, and he was like, don't come here and do it half assed or think mm. you know how to do it. He said, you've got to do it properly. Said, if you don't do it properly, you'll just end up spreading yourself so thin with things that don't work. So, um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of social at all until you actually know how to use it.
0: That's what I say to people. Don't try try and get on one platform first. So people will come to me and say, right, I want to be on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn. Like, right, let's start with Facebook. Once you master Facebook, yes, we can start looking at Instagram and the likes of that. But I would say start with one platform and really get to know that Facebook is the number one to do it. Yeah. Anyway, I think we've taken up a lot Sorry. of people's time, which is awesome because... I just want, I want this to be able to put it on in the car, have a little listen on the way to work or out on the run. There's so much we've crammed into that. And I'd like to get you back on again, Ash. and and explain as much as you want. Uh, As a little thank you for coming on to the podcast. I would like to donate £10 to a charity that's close to your heart. Which charity would you like to make the donation to? Do
1: you know what? It would be uh, breast cancer.
0: Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's what it would be. Great cause as always. Right then, mate. I was trying to
1: think of a funky one that's really ra- random. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's any, any charity.
0: <laughs> it's great because we've got, we've done 50, it's coming up to 50, I've scheduled in, fifty. yeah, so we've got like 50, 51. So that's 500 and nice. 500 odd pounds that we've donated to charities of all the people that have been on. So it's, it's a wonderful awesome. idea. Yeah, I'd just like to, it's, it's nice to give something back because you've given up your time. It's nice to donate it to a charity. Ash, thank you so much for coming on. Just check him out on his socials. That's all I'm gonna say. He's on just just You'll know how to find me. Come on. If you don't if you're in this
1: industry and you don't know where I am now, just (laughs) come on.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on, mate. I really do appreciate it. Always, man. Catch you soon.